Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Before we get to the Cajun Cannons rant, want to recap some goings on around the NFC South. The Saints 24-6 winners over the New York Giants. Saints improving to 7-7 seven and seven on the season. Looking at the rest of the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also a winner. 34-20 over the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Baker Mayfield passing for four touchdowns, 381 yards through the air on the day. Tampa Bay also 7-7, seven and seven, so tied for first place in the NFC South with the black and gold. Falling from the ranks, those dirty birds. The Atlanta Falcons could not pull off a victory in Carolina. It was the Panthers getting their second win of the season, pulling out a 9-7 to seven victory over the ATL, helping out the black and gold there. Falcons falling now to 6-8. and eight. And like I said, Panthers getting their second victory of the season now 2-12 and 12 on the year. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after. Black and gold back in the win column again, improving to 7-7 seven and seven on the season, 24-6. Victors over the New York Giants in the Caesar Superdome. New York now going to 5-9 and nine on the year. Snaps their three-game win streak. It was... Uh, Not a good day for Tommy DeVito. Uh, The Saints defense getting after him plenty. Uh, And Cajun Cannon, I I know it was great to see this pass rush finally come alive again. Well, I've never been sacked seven times in my life. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Not in a game, right. Yeah, yeah, but you hold on to the ball, and then he wasn't really holding on. I think we're outstanding. Uh, you know, finally, we had a, a game in the season Superdome that we could be proud of. You know, we're not on the road. Uh, probably the other most convincing win, but I think the Giants are better than the Patriots. You know, we shut out. Anytime you shut out an NFL team like we did in New England, uh, th- that's impressive. That was a dominant performance. I thought um, we had explosive chunk plays against the Colts. You know how we won that game. But as far as what we did today, I think the magic word is outstanding. I think I wrote outstanding. I, I-, I got to... I got to go. The, Charlie, what's that? A thesaurus or something? I have to look. Uh, yeah. What's a different word for uh, outstanding? Spectacular. Spectacular. Fantastic. Uh, no, we were truly outstanding. Great A. In a number of areas. And, uh, you know, you got to give Dennis Allen the team props. They came ready to play uh, because you're fighting for your life right now. You can't uh, afford to have an off game. Uh, no. Uh, now we've won two in a row. 
Now we're going to have a short week. Can we win uh, three in a row? Uh, that's going to be interesting going forward. Uh, you know, it's been kind of like that um, when you consider when we play a team uh, like the New York football Giants, Steve, it's, it's not like, oh, oh you play in New York, the Giants and all that, even though I think they got a little home cooking on that one call. I'll go, uh, how can you call Alante Taylor? What? I was like, uh, and Dennis Allen showed a lot of emotion. I was glad he did because that's not a penalty. It wasn't even close. I mean, because we play in New York or something. I mean, I was kind of one of those conspiracy theorists with that. Oh, why? They want to give the Giants a chance to win the game. But, you know, when you look at overall when we played them, uh, it's not quite 50-50, but we now played, Steve, when you look at, uh, we now played uh, 32 times. And it's not 16-16, to but they're up like 17-15. to but in New right Orleans, there. yeah, right there. But in New Orleans, uh, we now have the edge ten to four. So we played fourteen times in New Orleans, and we've won ten and lost four. Uh, so that's a great sign there. Now uh, I thought it wasn't quite two to one, but you look on first downs. We had twenty first downs to their twelve. This was outstanding. Again, that word, fabulous, whatever. Third down offense and defense. You do this, and you don't turn over the ball. You have to win. I mean, uh, let me tell you, the Giants had the fourth best third down defense in the NFL. Uh, we converted 50%. They were the fourth best uh, third down defense. Uh, they were holding opponents to 35%, and we were able to get 50%. Did they even have an offense? Uh, they were two of 16 on third down. Two of 16 by accident. Uh, you might be uh, four of 16. You double that. That, that was 13%. Uh, so, again, that was outstanding. Again, uh, you look red zone, goal to go. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, we've been uh, outstanding. We've been pretty damn awesome. Uh, nine, of the ten, uh, nine of ten last uh, red zone drives have come uh, the, the touchdown route. And I think the one we hit, uh, Jawan Johnson, we were just out of the red zone, so you can't count that. It was like, I think it was 23, 23 yards. yards. exactly. Yeah, so you can't quite c- count that, but I don't know, that's – Basically, to me, uh, a red zone play. I thought, again, uh, we were outstanding in in this regard because I thought uh, I'd be shocked considering what Atlanta did. Uh, What what You look at last week with with Carolina. Steve, what was the other game? It slipped in my mind. But they all uh, ran uh, the Lions. The Lions had 142 yards rushing. Uh, You look how everybody's been able to run the ball. Say, well, the Giants are going to run. At least 30 times. When you play in catch up, I guess you can't run. Yeah. They had 16 rushing attempts for 60 yards, 3.8 average. That was kind of old school uh, Saints run defense. Now, as far as sacks, again, outstanding. We gave up one sack, and like Deuce said, uh, it wasn't the old line. That's why, you know, a tight end might be pass blocking or, or running back. Well, the sack we gave up uh, was because of the running backs and the pressures even. I thought our offensive line was outstanding. Then you go on the flip side, uh, we finally got after the opposing quarterback how you want to see. This is what gets the fans fired up. We had seven sacks. Seven sacks. And then when you look at that number, I mean, it wasn't just like one player. I mean, you look, Demario Davis, the sack. Passigno, I mean, uh, two and a half sacks. Uh, you look, uh, uh, Grandison, a sack. Zach Bond got a half a sack with uh, Passanio. Now, how about Brian Brzee? Two sacks, two quarterback carries, two tackles for loss. I thought in a Saints uniform, 
This was Passanio's uh, best game, most productive game. He also uh, was second in tackles behind Demario Davis, who had eight unassisted and ten total. Uh, but Brian Brzee, I thought this was his best game in a Saints uniform. He had three tackles, uh, two sacks, and two uh, quarterback curries and two tackles for loss, uh, which is outstanding. I don't think uh, overall the penalties they come into play, uh, there was 11 total penalties called, uh, five against the Giants, six against uh, the Saints. It was just uh, that one call that uh, Alante Taylor, I don't know how you call that uh, a personal foul. I think it was a good tackle. He put his head to the left, hit with his shoulder. But we kind of dictated the Evan Florida game. We had the ball seven minutes more, uh, you know, than the Giants. So when you always look at time and possession, how you're trying to set the tone. Uh, I thought there's another area that was outstanding. I thought, I don't know, can we stop Saquon Barkley? I don't know. The previous games we played against him, he has uh, 100 total yards from scrimmage. You know, you look at him as a receiver and a runner, uh, but the one that got over 100 yards was Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara ended up having 110 yards. Uh, when you look at it, he averaged 4.1 yards a rush. And then uh, if you look at Kamara, also led the team in receptions and targets, uh, five targets, Five receptions, end up having uh, a 44 yards uh, right at a nine-yard average. And look at Saquon, he only had 57 total yards. If you'd have told me, uh, and we're not turning over the football, because there was no turnovers, nobody fumbled, no interceptions, uh, so that was zero. And considering the Giants came into the game plus six, we're a plus five, I said, who's going to the turnover battle? Well, uh, that was a wash, a push, uh, but and, and we – Without turning over the football, and hell, I would have thought Barkley, uh, when the game's over, he's, he's going to have, uh, you know, like kind of a Camara-type game. He'll have over 100 yards, but we held him uh, only to 57, uh, which is outstanding. Uh, when you look at also when you um, flip it the field and uh, who's going to have the advantage uh, when you look in the return game, okay? Do you know uh, the Giants – and I look at the Saints, uh, you know, because we take a lot of pride on special teams. And I look at our coverage units. Do you know the Giants and the Saints were tied for first in punt coverage? Uh, we're giving up exactly five yards. Uh, well, I think we won. Uh, Rashid Shaheed had three returns, and he averaged basically 12 yards a return. So when I look at that, and uh, they averaged like seven and a half. They had that one long a uh, 13-yard punt return. Rashid had a 14-yarder. So when you look like one last first down, so I thought uh, Rashid Shahid uh, was outstanding in the return game. If you look at also, um, like, I don't know, keep playing Jimmy Graham. I think right now for the season, he has like seven targets, uh, six receptions, and four touchdowns. It's pretty I think, good. I think that's about right. So, uh, you know, obviously um, – Back end of the season, you know, he should be in the game plan for sure against the Rams or against Tampa Bay or Atlanta, and hopefully he'll be a big part of uh, what we're trying to do in, in the postseason. I thought DeMario Davis, again, who was outstanding, you look at Double D, I mean, I talked about this at halftime. His first quarter domination, he had enough stats uh, that you think that'd be a full game. <laughs> right. And he did this all in the first quarter. Uh, I mean, a majority of it. He ended up with eight assisted tackles, 10 total, a sack, quarterback hurry, two tackles for a loss, 
Uh, he was just outstanding on that regard. You know, the one guy to keep picking on, and I think Deuce had mentioned this when I was coming in, uh, uh, you know, to do the show, that Isaac Yadam, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we could pay him or not. Uh, but he's earning himself a lot of money. Now, not so much because he's intercepting, but his past is defended. For sure. He's amongst the leaders. Well, he led the team with three uh, passes defended. Paulson and Debo had a couple. So uh, you look at the players that give an opportunity to play. You know, Marshawn Lattimore not being available. Isaac Adam, uh, the six-year guy out of Boston College, has been uh, outstanding. Uh, now, if you look at it, Steve, uh, the first half we had four sacks. We ended up with seven. Back-to-back games now. Uh, we sacked what, Bryce four times. Now we got seven. We got warm. Uh, 11 sacks in two games. Uh, can we get after uh, Matthew Stafford and give that Super Bowl winning quarterback the business with the Rams come Thursday night? Because this could be here uh, before you know it. So uh, that hopefully that's the case that we can take care of business and getting after uh, the opposing quarterback. Now, uh, Steve, I thought from the get-go, um, you know, I thought on defense we would have been a three and out. And I was like, man, you know, then all of a sudden – JT Gray running it to the kicker, and that sustained a drive. And they ended up going nine plays, 37 yards, uh, to take a 3-0 to zero lead. But it didn't seem like the Giants were playing like when we were up. Okay, we are up 7-3. to three. We go 11 plays, 68 yards, when a car hit Kirkwood. Didn't it seem like that they were playing that the game was going to be 9-7 or, or – or a field goal type game in, in that regard. Grinding, trying to drive this thing out. Yes. Well, I was looking at that. Um, I, I still was encouraged where we were at halftime, considering I think we were more aggressive. You look in the third quarter, we go 10 plays, 68 yards to make it 14 to 6. And then when Groupie made that 50 yard field goal, Steve, I, I, now. You might say, come on, Bobby, uh, that's, we're not even in the uh, fourth quarter, so how can you say that? And we were up 17-6. to six. I said, no, we're going to win this game. But then I started thinking, ah, I'm going to slow my roll. Cause I, <laughs> I won't the, say that out loud. The last time they were in the Dome, we were up by 11 points with eight minutes left, and we lost. So, so that's what I was thinking. That, uh, I, I don't know. 17-6, to six, we, have, we have to score a little more. we got to keep. Being aggressive and pedal to the metal, uh, which we were uh, when you look how that unfolded. Because uh, the bottom line, uh, I mean, I look at like uh, I thought I wrote this fourth quarter at the beginning. Uh, it was uh, third and 16. It was right at 16 yards, car to A.T. Perry. I said, that's a great play. That's a great play to keep the momentum. That's what we end up going 11 plays, 65 yards, and Carr hit Jimmy Graham uh, for the one-yard touchdown. Then we have 24 to 6. I said, yeah, then you could start standing up and get crunk for (laughs) sure. For sure, and you could stay crunk. Uh, You could do that throughout. But uh, I just thought an outstanding game. Uh, Looking at Derek Carr, I mean, uh, hey, listen, the quarterbacks get a lot of glory. They get a lot of blame. Uh, Derek Carr was outstanding again. That's that word, fabulous, whatever. Derek Carr, 23 or 28. You know, everybody looks, oh, and he didn't throw for 300 yards. So what? You have to look how efficient he is. His quarterback rating was 135, basically. Three touchdowns, no pick, and 23 of 28. And I'm telling you, if he truly could have been accurate, Steve, in this game, he might have been like 26 of 28. 
I think he was that much on fire. And he had 10 different receivers. You know, you spread the wealth. Right. That was and, an old throwback to those Drew Brees days. Uh, that's it. Uh, get everybody involved, like Alvin Kamara, five targets, five catches. Uh, you look at Jawan Johnson. You know, uh, uh, if you get a couple of targets, how about you catch him? And he did. Uh, uh, Jawan Johnson, his best game so far in a Saints uniform this season, like we were expecting to build up on he did last year, two targets, two catches. He had a, a, a long gain of 23 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you look, A.T. Perry, two targets, uh, two catches, 17-yard average, which is outstanding. Rashid Sheed, four targets. Three catches. So the, we were spreading the ball around, like Jimmy Graham, two catches, uh, two targets, two catches. So look, Keith Kirkwood coming up with a touchdown. That's how you keep defenses off balance, where it's not, no, oh, I'm going to force feed this individual receiver. Now, some fantasy people might not like it when you're spreading it all around, but it's a headache for opposing defensive coordinator when they, whenever you're able to execute like that. Uh, but an outstanding, dominant win. You know, the Giants have won three games in a row. It's not like, oh, well, uh, the, the Giants are sorry. No, they were sorry about a month ago. But then they got a whole lot better with Tommy DeVito. Uh, but Then the uh, defense ain't sorry, that's for sure. Right, right. And then I, I looked at, like, uh, me and Mike Detelier was talking during the game. It was kind of like, you know how Cinderella and all of a sudden. Uh, uh, poof. No, it's like poof. All of a sudden it strikes midnight yeah. and, and Tommy DeVito uh, that beautiful carriage turns into a pumpkin. Yeah, it didn't look, and, didn't look so magical in this one. No, and uh, you know what? He, but the one thing he does, he's protecting the football. Uh, he was 20 of 34 for 177 yards, but his quarterback rating uh, basically uh, of 73. But he came back down to earth. But I can tell you right now, we're just a better team than the New York football giants. Hallelujah. I'm not saying uh, we're where the Eagles are, the Cowgirls, or the 49ers. But we in the hunt, I'm telling you. We in the hunt, and you don't have to win a series. It's one game, so you know what? Is the playoffs come Thursday night against the Rams? How about we go beat the Rams and that playoff game come Thursday night? You mentioned the you mentioned the Rams, Bobby. Right now, they are up ten nothing over the Commanders in that matchup. Commanders, now they're sorry. The, 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 you know they play hard sometimes, but but that, that's a right. sorry. They're not very good. We're gonna pause ten seconds now. Let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. The Saints a twenty four to six victory over the New York Giants, improving New Orleans to seven and seven on the season. Want to hear from you, Who That Nation? After this victory on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, the number 504-260-1870. Give us a call. Let us know what you think right here on the Ciroc Point After on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. The Saints, a 24-6 winner over those New York football giants. And you know what? Oh, go back to Jersey, you bums. Uh, the, the, Danny DeVito and crew heading home with a loss after they came to town riding a three-game win streak. Black and Gold said no more to that. The uh, Tommy DeVito, Cinderella story, kind of a sad ending in New Orleans. Well, he got knocked out. Uh, you know, like, uh, you could be, man, look how awesome this guy's playing, how he's handling games. No, then you come back to reality. I mean, we talked about this even in the pregame. Uh, can you truly, when you might say you got a great opportunity, whether you're a journeyman or you're looking for an opportunity, uh, diamond in the rough. Now, the one who has, uh, and it's an outlier, uh, now I look at the supporting cast, but I think he's awesome, Brock Purdy. Mr. Relevant who turns into Mr. Relevant. But I'll tell you what happened to Joshua Dobbs with the Vikings. I think he's like third string now. All of a sudden, when you got to play and they figure out how you play, what you're doing, uh, you might have success for a month, which is outstanding in the NFL. Uh, And it might last six weeks, you know, four to six games, whatever. But can you play well uh, for two months and two months plus? Uh, You know, Warren Moon told me that. Warren Moon, who's a, a Pro Football Hall of Famer, you have to look at players and, uh, okay, for instance, uh, the Bengals quarterback, who's taken over uh, for Joe Burrow. Look what they pay in Joe Burrow compared to him, okay? Sure. Browning. Uh, is, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, how many games he started now, Charlie? Um, probably uh, four, or two, or three? He thinks two. He's checking it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say it, it's um, – it's not a whole month yet. So now I thought he was outstanding because I was all for him because they beat the Vikings. We competing uh, with the Vikings in the NFC possibly for the postseason. So I I thought he was outstanding. Sometimes you just say, to hell with it. I'm winging it. I'm just throwing it. Now when it works out, it works out. When you're playing the percentage, if you're going to do that continuously, no, it tends to catch up with you. Well, I think today, uh, uh, so four games. Right. So, yeah, so I'll be interested to see uh, uh, what he does uh, over the next three games and if the Bengals make the postseason, what happens with him. Now, you can have a solid backup to Joe Burrow, uh, but to say that he's the answer or he made himself uh, money, uh, that's why it's, it's much more sustained success than just a flash in the pan, if that makes sense. Won't be easy for him either, Bobby. He's got to play at the Steelers, at the Chiefs, and then he wraps it up at home against the Browns. Oh, and that, that Browns defense ain't, ain't, ain't no, no joke. joke. Right, exactly. You know, uh, so no, I'd be impressed if he continues to lead the Bengals to victories, and uh, and he's, he's actually they can lean upon him. Then I'd be uh, then all of a sudden the Bengals could think like, man, we got Joe Burrow, but look who we have. As just far, in case, uh, yeah, just in case depth wise. So that's why you gotta, um, you know, with Devito is a great story and all that. But again, I think the one thing he got going in his favor that um, he's not just throwing up to be thrown up. Because I see a lot of guys when they have success and the luck might run out uh, where he's protecting the football. Because there was no turnovers. To, to, you know, because I, I thought for sure, because if you look at the Giants, uh, the last three games they won, you know how many takeaways they had? Twelve. <laughs> how many they had today? Uh, <laughs> zero. Zero. I'm telling you, they had seven sacks. When they were going 3-0, and 
and 12 takeaways. Well, that's what helped him win. Today, they gave up, uh, we gave up one, one sack, sack and no turnovers. Ding, and, ding, ding, ding. And we dominated him. Uh, that's a, an NFL 24 to 6. Anything over two touchdowns uh, is, a, is, is double digit, uh, you know, two touchdowns plus. Uh, that's domination in the National Football League. Now, so when I look at that, and you, you know what I like, though, and I liked our chances with this. And you look at before we go uh, to Hollywood and the callers. That, you know, as the number one defense, now, sometimes we've been frustrated with our defense, right? we got to get more sacks. Uh, we've been outstanding on third down defense, but how about if we start the game fast? How about we play better in the first half? How about we play better against the run? You know, like uh, we give it up four and a half yards a run, and we only get three and a half. Well, you look what occurred today, uh, you know, uh, we didn't necessarily run the ball well. Uh, we ran the ball 28 times. We averaged 3.1, right. but, but they were at 3.8. So the one area we have excelled in, besides third down defense, opponent passer rating. How you influence, uh, influence uh, the opposing quarterback. You know who's number one in the NFL. Okay, I'm just going to tell you who's two and three. Baltimore's two, Cleveland's three. Hmm. Aren't their defense pretty good against opposing quarterbacks? Right? Even though the Jets suck. Don't you think they had a Jets got a pretty good defense? Absolutely. Well, they're four. And guess who's five? The 49ers. So Baltimore, Cleveland, Jets, and 49ers. Guess who's number one opposing QB rating? The freaking Saints. The Hootie Nation. The Saints. We came into the game giving up 70. You know, come on, Bryce. Did Bryce look lost last week in the Panthers against us? For sure. Okay. We were giving up a quarterback rating. You know how you want to be Harvard for sure over 90, around 100? <laughs> we give up 74.7 QB rating, which is outstanding. Well, well you know what uh, uh, Tommy DeVito had today? Even less. Uh, 72.8. Mm. So we went, we were 74.7, and he was 72.8. So after this game, going into Matthew Stafford and uh, Rams, Who's the number one uh, defense against the opposing quarterback? It's still the damn Saints. Who that? I, I, I'll tell you, that means you're affecting the quarterback. Let me tell you, all the opposing quarterbacks, uh, they know that number. Then they go, man, I better pack a lunch. It's going to be tough going against the Saints defense. As far as how efficient right. you could be, QB rating, you know, your accuracy. Uh, well, how, what's your completion percentage? Are you protecting the football? Uh, all of that comes to play uh, when you look at that whole QB rating. Like, for instance— you look at Derek Carr. He wasn't uh, 100%, but he was 23 or 28, three touchdowns, no picks, quarterback rating of 135. Well, the Saints only give up, uh, like, uh, basically, if I'm going to round it off, let's say 75. Right. Well, uh, Mr. DeVito had, like, 73. So uh, I- I'm telling you, that's one thing, and that a big part of that is Dennis Allen and the whole defensive staff. Now, again, we've gotten off to those slow starts. Remember ever since the Texans game, I go, damn, we – we got to just come out the gate playing the type of defense when we settle in uh, because that hindered us. And, uh, and I kept this, that if you look at uh, what we've done as far as uh, first quarter, as we're going to the break, uh, do you know coming into the game, I go, this is why, uh, we were giving up uh, 68 points in the first quarter and only scoring 53. Well, what happened today that we all appreciated? When we winning, uh, basically from the get-go, I know we fell behind 3-0, but 
But then we were up seven to three. Right, seven three. Then it was seven six at the half. And it's not like we played the, the Lions <laughs> or whatever, and having to play catch up. Oh, we got back in the game, but you're behind by too many points. I mean, it's impossible almost. The odds aren't with you. But we set the tone, and I'm telling you, we need to do that on the road. Uh, the Houdan Nation is going to show up in Los Angeles. I truly believe that come Thursday night. You know, we won two in a row, and boy, that's that's what we got to do. Get off to a great start. And make the Rams chase us instead of us chasing them. Who that nation want to hear your take with the Cajun Cannon? Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. It's 504 260 1870. Back with more of those. So, Rock Point after, right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Victory, the Saints taking down the New York Giants 24 6. When the Saints win, you win at McDonald's. The black and gold improving now to 7 7 on the season. The Falcons lost. They're 6 8. But those Tampa Bay Buccaneers did get a victory, so they are also 7 7. Well, Black and Gold and Tampa tied atop the division right now. Obviously, we know Tampa has that tiebreaker edge over them currently. Well, you look at uh, the Foul Canes. Uh, yeah, Desmond Ritter is the Foul Canes uh, quarterback. Uh, I hope they keep playing Desmond Ritter. That gives our best chance to win. Please you, stay you, with him. You know what we didn't do against Atlanta? We didn't stop the run. Nope. And they ran for over, the last three Whoever games. They ran for over two hundred yards. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, I've talked to a lot of uh, the local Atlanta people. They go, Desmond Ritter, he's not winning anything. Look at that interception he he, he threw at the end. How uh, I mean, it was brutal. They're only winning seven to six. That's why, you know, Steve even talked about this. And uh, a lot of people need to realize a division opponent. That's why I was surprised. Uh, that we're still playing hard. Uh, Carolina, look, did they look like they were playing hard against us last week? They look like the JV. Well, they won the JV against the Falcons. I was going to say, t- Saints fans, you want a team? You want to look at a team that looks like they've quit on their coaches? You can look at the Carolina Panthers from last week. Right, and then you look at today, then they upset uh, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, look, you never know. Like, for instance, uh, look, you were just telling me to score. Look how tough. The Cardinals are playing the 49ers, which I think is the best team in the NFL. Of course, as we said that, though, Brock Purdy just tossed the touchdown. So now it's San Fran 21, Arizona 13. But they are hanging there with the the Niners. But it was 14 to 13. 14-13, right, just before the score. Uh, Yeah, second quarter, about to head into the half, a minute left. But, yeah, you look even when Seattle was uh, rolling, uh, the Cardinals always played them tough. That's why you look at division games. That's why, again, I I don't know what's going to happen at Tampa. Right now – Payback. Uh, yeah, payback for us because they, right. uh, yeah, payback for us because they embarrassed us in the dome, uh, twenty-four to six. So we're gonna have a great opportunity, but they playing with a lot of confidence. That's that's a pretty dominant performance with Baker Mayfield did today in Lambeau Field. Three hundred plus yards, four TDs, no no interceptions. He did have a fumble in the game. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Baker's playing with a lot of confidence and swagger, and uh, our offense did not have success against defense. But first things first, you got to play the Rams. And then you worry about Tampa, but it makes it all interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, right now, uh, you know, to go on a winning streak, you got to win one. Then when you win one, you got to win two. Now I won two. Uh, you got to win three. In a short week, you can't really practice. People think like you go from Sunday to, to Thursday. No, it's rest and recovery now, right? Yeah, you're trying to just recover to be able to roll come Thursday night. It's all mental. It's mental practices. Okay, this is what the Rams do, and you're doing walkthroughs. Uh, you're not really competing in practice sure, uh, because you're trying to be fresh for the game come Thursday night. 
Looking at our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Cajun Cannon got a bunch of folks hanging on, wanting to sound off. Hollywood and Thibodeau is first up, though. Hollywood, what you got today? Hey, Bobby. Hey, Steve. How you doing? All right, Hollywood. What you got? Hey, Bobby, I just want to let you know I'm not all choked up like I was last time I got on the radio, so I got a good voice. Okay. And uh, I, just, <laughs> I, just want, <laughs> I just want to talk about the game a little bit with y'all and uh, that tackle that Alante Miller. Alante Taylor made on that guy. That was legit. Uh, that that was a sad call by the referee. What about, That's uh, what uh, the fans are so upset that uh, Coach Allen showed a lot of emotion. No, I mean, it's like it gets to the point, um, I don't know, whether you try to make a tackle. You take your head out and, you, you know, if you hit them with your shoulder too hard, now you can't go for their head, but if you're around their shoulder, then all of a sudden, oh, you hit them too hard, so that's a penalty. I mean, it gets to be ridiculous. I mean, how about uh, Tommy DeVito? Okay, he was giving himself up, but then he turned his back, and they, they called roughing. Did you see him flopping uh, like how on the ground, like, oh, no, I, I don't know where I'm at. That's why they had to take him in the damn tent because they said, oh, is he faking how he got hit or is he reacting uh, that way? That's why they had to take him in the tent. He was flopping like a fish out of water. It was like he was an NBA player. Uh, the, the way he was going. Did you see, if you notice right after that happened, as he's going to the sidelines, he's almost chuckling, laughing, and fist, fist pumping with one of his offensive linemen. Oh, I got him on yeah, there. Yeah, I, I got him. I set him up. No, that's ridiculous, Hollywood. Hey, Bobby, what you think about the uh, pass block and what the offensive line we got right now? Outstanding. Like they, did a, they did a good job. Huh? Oh, yeah, again, outstanding, uh, fabulous, however you want to describe it. Without, no ramp check today, without right? Without Ryan Ramchek, uh, 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 I, I thought it was great. No, like Deuce said, uh, when you break down the game, when, when Carr sometimes was, was getting pressure, because the Giants, you have to realize, the only team uh, that blitzed this season – more than uh, – but I'll look at my notes off the top of my head if I can remember. The only team that blitzed more uh, this season, you know, like first, second, third down on defensive snaps was the Vikings. I want to say the Vikings were at 47.5% and the Giants were number two at 42%. So uh, the Giants – that, that, what do you mean? Not, not traditionally bringing a four-man rush. When you're talking about like 42%, 47 uh, not always a cover zero out and out blitz where you have, uh, you know, everybody's on an island with no safety help, but at least bring in five or six pass rushers. And I, I thought we're outstanding. I and mean, when we did get beat, it was because the running backs, because uh, the running back has to block like a lineman. That's why it was always great to have a big back like Craig Hayward, Arnhead, which was like having a guard back there where somebody thinks they're coming free and then, then they get tattooed uh, by Arnhead Hayward uh, as far as that, that big fullback running back to pass block. Because you have to think about these running backs um, uh, that, that, you know, you you got to kind of get in the way, but you got to hold your ground. You can't get bull rush and run over because then uh, the, the, the quarterback's lap. And you got to get rid of the ball. But uh, like you said, Hollywood, I thought we were outstanding on the offensive line and uh, their best game by far. And you consider on the flip side, we got seven sacks and only gave up one. No, I think we influenced the quarterback and they did not. 
Big Time Confidence Builder. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who that? Back here on a winning Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka, the black and gold, taking down the New York Giants 24 to 6. Get into our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and tax line right away. Ken, Ken, what you got for us today after this big win? Yeah, I just had to turn my, my radio down. How y'all doing today? All right, Ken, what you got, man? Yeah, here go, you can. Yeah, go ahead. You're on. Anyway, I thought it was a great uh, game defensively. Uh, and uh, I just wish they continue to play that well on defense. And if you do that the rest of the year, that uh, we're going to go ahead and make the playoffs. Uh, the offense really woke up in the second uh, half and got those three straight scores. Well, let's just keep everything on the run. I just hope they, they can start running the ball a little better. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Ken, that's a great point you make. Make it. Uh, yeah, we did not run the ball well today. You know, uh, hey, man, why are you nitpicking? No, I'm not nitpicking. We got to be able to run the ball better. If you look at it, uh, we ran the ball 28 times for 87 yards, 3.1 average. Uh, Kamara had that long gain of 15. Yeah. And uh, you know what's the problem with that? Uh, the Giants are not a good run defense. You might say they have uh, some players. Do you know the Giants' run defense? You know what, what, what they uh, – let me see. What, what they come in ranked? They were ranked 29th. Oof. They were ranked 29th, giving up 135 yards a game. But I, I don't view our offensive line as dominant. Like, I think we could get better, like – and we did that today, like pass blocking and Better all that. Better pass blocking than the, but the ground game. But we ain't got no damn uh, Jari Evans, Carl Nix, uh, Max Hunger and all. Remember we were mauling people, Teron Armstead and all? Uh, we not mauling people where, uh, you know, we're going to have success uh, with the run like we need to. So uh, that needs to get better. But, again, that, that's kind of nitpicking. But Because um, uh, if you can run a little bit, That'll help Derek Carr to be even a better passer. You remember I always tell you that? That's why I thought that uh, Tommy DeVito, if Saquon Barkley has success running against us. He'd have a a more successful day, obviously, right? Without a doubt. And you look at Saquon Barkley. He had nine carries for 14 yards, 1.6 yard average. Our run defense is like the old school run defense. What we did uh, when Dennis Allen was kind of setting the tone for three straight years amongst the best uh, run defense is not necessarily 22 and 23, but th- that was old school Dennis Allen run defense, only giving Saquon Barkley 1.6 because the yards per carry. Because the last two times we played the Giants and he was going for a three-peat, right. the total yards of scrimmage, Saquon was over 100 yards. Well, today he had 57. Squash that. Yeah, squash that, Exactly. Uh, looking at our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Cajun Cannon going to go to Earl in Gonzalez. What you want to talk about, Earl? Hey, Bobby and Steve, uh, guess what, man? The Rams can't do that. The Bucks can't do that. And the Falcons can't do that. You know why? Can't why? do what? Can't do what? Can't do what? You have five, to explain. Five-game winning, five oh. winning streak. I tell you what, man. And guess what? The Bucks. when we play the Bucks, they're going to be a Louisiana contingency in Tampa Bay because guess why? LSU plays the next day. Oh, and who that nation great who point. Show up, buddy. Uh, hey, uh, Earl, that's that good. is a great point. Uh, that, that, that's a great vacation, football vacation, <laughs> to go see the LSU Fighting Tigers and your beloved Saints. Uh, that, that's a great point. Earl, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, we, we double-dipping, Bobby, and uh, <laughs> we can't wait, man. We are so pumped up, dude. Who that nation will show up there, buddy. Uh, uh, well, we need that because – 
Uh, listen, we owe uh, Tampa Bay one. They came to New Orleans and put a good whooping on us early in the season. And it'd be nothing more from a confidence standpoint. You got a short week. Let's say you beat on the, the beat the Rams Thursday night. First things first. Uh, the, the Rams are playing with a little swagger and confidence as of late. Right. Look where they're at. You know, uh, they know they're not catching the 49ers. But you look at the wild card race. So that's going to be a challenge. And then also, um, Atlanta would like nothing more than to beat us. And Tampa Bay wants to win three straight NFC South division titles in a row. So how can that not help your confidence? You beat the Rams, beat on the road, Tampa Bay on the road, then you take care of Atlanta. I don't care who's coming in here because you know what? You win in the NFC South and you get a home hey, game. And anything can happen hey. in, in one game. Hey, Bobby, five-game winning streak, baby, to end the season. Amen. Who that? All right. All right. All right, Earl. Thanks for that, man. I love it, KJ Kennedy. You got the Who that Nation now speaking it into existence. Yes, we got, you got to speak it into existence. It's better. Isn't it better to look at the glass half full instead of half empty? I mean, uh, you can have a full glass, but but I, at least uh, I want some water in it. <laughs> right. Uh, or, Why not or, the or, same? Or your favorite beverage. You want, you want it empty or you want it, uh, you know, uh, half full? I mean, come on. Give me the half full. Taking a break. Going to be back with more of your phone calls right after this on the Ciroc Point After. Stay tuned for more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Oh, I got a happy Cajun Cannon in-house today. The Saints, a 24-6 winner over the New York Giants, and now seeing the Buffalo Bills taking a 21-3 lead over those Dallas Cowgirls. Well, uh, hopefully that continues because it's always a great day in America, (laughs) if not the world. I should say the world first, then America when the Saints win and the Cowgirls lose. It's just because it's – listen, I have friends in Dallas. And listen, I like Dak Prescott. He's from Houghton, Louisiana. But the arrogance of some Cowgirl fans is ridiculous. They didn't want anything in over a quarter of a century. And I oh, said, it's our year. Oh, it's our year. But now when you go so close but so far, you better hope you're playing in Dallas. Now, I know you've won 14 in a row at home. Uh, not necessarily on the road. I mean, even if you're an objective cowgirl fan, now I know this is Saints Radio, but wouldn't you be uh, more humble uh, if you really would be realistic? And Dallas fans obviously aren't. Uh, <laughs> would you? Would they think? Okay, uh, oh, we lost. We got crushed by the 49ers, but we're better than them. I mean, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, we're better than the 49ers? No, they embarrassed you. So uh, now the Eagles—that's a different animal. But uh, when you say, "Don't you have to uh, win the NFC to go to the Super Bowl?" Uh, now anything can happen in one game. I'm telling you, the Dallas's worst nightmare. And I hope the Eagles win the NFC East. I, I would love. Now, if you could tell me we're going to win, I would love to host a playoff game against Dallas and win. I wouldn't even care if we do anything beyond that. If we just beat freaking Dallas in a playoff game. Uh, they'd have uh, a cowgirl fan jumping off the bridge. Can we get Mike Carney back for that game? Have him do the who that chant? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 they could not handle. Um, they're not humble enough. Uh, Jerry Jones wants to win the Super Bowl before he dies. I mean, he'd probably give up uh, two or three billion of his net worth easily. Uh, just okay, can I win another Super Bowl? Because it came so easy in the '90s, and he recently had purchased the team and everything, but. Uh, Again, uh, no. You think I like the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia? 
I could care less about them. Better than the cowgirls, uh, But though. I like them right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at our Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line, Cajun Cannon, everybody's lined up, wanted to take a shot on the Ciroc point after we got Tyler on line five. What you got for us tonight, Tyler? Hey, Bobby, who that, man? Who that, Tyler? What you got, dog? Hey, hey. Hey, uh, I agree with you. Screw the Cowboys, and uh, <laughs> and and I'm excited. I'm excited about a win. Hey, real quick, that last caller hyped me up, man. I was kind of doubting this next week against the Rams, but I mean, he kind of fired me up a little bit. But anyway, I'm still asking my question, man. We got wins, two wins, big wins against Panthers, Giants. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, is the Panthers and the Giants, dude? And I'm kind, I'm kind of worried about this Rams game, and I'm wonder, I'm wondering some reasons why I shouldn't be. Well, uh, well, well, the Rams, they got the, the, they got Andy's first shorty on the quarterback. Last year when the Rams uh, fell off the map and you look, oh, the Rams are doing uh, – Matthew Stafford, his elbow was hurt. I think he's bounced back from that. And uh, I don't know, to this uh, day and age, I still think I have nightmares. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of joking there. Uh, but uh, do you I'm think we, we, we could block Aaron <laughs> Donald? I mean – do you are you confident anybody in our interior uh, offensive line can block Aaron Donald? Now, Steve, uh, I want you to check on this. See you, Charlie. I think he's dealing with an injury. I'm interested to see if he's playing right now, uh, or if he's going to wait till Thursday, uh, because last year he could not close out the season. They weren't playing with anything, and he did, he was not available. But, uh, but I know we played. The Rams, I remember like when we were out there. Remember when Drew Brees got his thumb jacked up? Yeah. Uh, that because it was uh, Aaron Donald just blew past at uh, Andrews Pete, and then he hit his hand and all that, and then his thumb was all jacked up. He couldn't hold the ball, whatever, and you, you try and do that. But uh, uh, you look at the matchups and what all comes about, uh, uh, how we match up against the Rams. I, I tell you what, they have a couple of receivers. Who's that receiver they have, Charlie? Uh, that that is unbelievable. Puka uh, Nakua. Yeah, Puka. Now, now, not Puka Williams from Hornville. This another uh, Puka. I mean, this cat. Uh, I think he's on pace to have like a hundred plus receptions. And and then you're talking about Cooper Cup uh, coming back. Uh, so no, it's going to be a challenge. And, and the one thing I, I still look at this because uh, I look at history and how we sagged the quarterback today. Well, the last six and a half seasons, um, you know, the top uh, three sack getters. Uh, the Steelers won, Eagles two, Rams uh, three. And Donald is dealing with a groin issue, but he is playing today. So he is playing, he has a groin. Maybe he can aggravate it even more. Aggravate and you got a short week and he can't play against the Saints. Oh, darn. Well, because one thing is strong in the, the bull rush and on the power, you still got to be able to run. So I hope that groin is, is uh, acting up. But I don't know. He might shoot it up, whatever. He's making a lot of money. They're up 20 nothing now on Washington, so he might end up getting some rest, too, in that game. Washington, uh, look, the coaching changes was going to happen. Um, they're truly a team that, okay, who's truly giving up or how are they fighting? Right, cashed uh, in, pushed yeah, it all yeah, in. Yeah, cashed in. Okay, uh, we're going to wait till next year, new coach and all that. Uh, but, you know, you never know in the NFL. Let me tell you why as a player. That it's in your best interest. You got to be mature enough, man. Whether the t- the team you're on sucks, whatever, you got to fight. You got to fight and play. You know why? Because you're constantly being evaluated, like Carolina today. If you look what they did against the Saints, did they look? Did they look like they gave up? I mean, no. We had a lot to do with that. 
Hmm. Uh, you know, we kicked it when they that, when they were down. We put that nail in the coffin and we kicked them down. Then we put our heel on their neck and kept it down. Right. They didn't well, want you no thought, more of that. Oh, but man, I was like thinking, well, they're not going to come against Atlanta. That they cash it in. But look what happened today. Because you know why? As a pro and as a player, you're constantly being evaluated. You might not be for the Panthers. It might be with some other team. So that's why you got to come and play. And that's why whether it's the commanders, whoever you think is like uh, the worst of the worst. Of, uh, I think Belichick always has the defense ready uh, where they're at. But you look at all the teams who might be, be saying, are, are, they, uh, are they tanking to get the number one overall draft pick or at least be in the top two? That doesn't really happen in the NFL. It's too hard. It's too because it's a team sport and too many individuals are involved to control. Now, yeah, as a player, it's like I don't care about the draft pick. I'm trying to get paid here. I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying <laughs> to do this for a living so I can play next year and maybe the year after. Now it could be where certain players are dealing with an injury and you put the backups right, and the backups aren't as good like a quarterback or a significant position, and then it could come into play. But as far as tanking, like tanking for Tua. Uh, no, the owner for the Dolphins, because he really doesn't know football, when he got fined and was like trying to tank for Tua, remember no Brian Flores thing and all that? No, that's not reality uh, when you truly think about it because you want to target this certain player in the draft. Uh, no, there's too many individuals involved for that to happen. Looking at our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, want to go to Adam and Leo. Looks like somebody got enjoyed their first Saints game, and what a game. He got a victory. What's going on, Adam and Leo? Hey, I just got to say, this is my first time going to a football game. Who that? Uh, who that? Uh, but now, did you love the atmosphere? I mean, did you cheer loud? Uh, or, or, I mean, uh, did you get, uh, did your dad uh, at least get you a, a treat or something? Did you get like a drink or some popcorn or something? Yes, sir. Uh, awesome. So, you, no, no, you, who are we talking to? Is this Adam or Leo? Leo. Okay, Leo, Adam's your dad. Okay, so, so Leo, you thought. Uh, that it was a great experience. I'm glad your dad introduced uh, you to a Saints game. Uh, you're, you're a young member of the Houdat Nation. You go from generation to generation, and we're around the holidays. So was this something um, that maybe you could come to the next, the last game against Atlanta, or was this just kind of early Christmas present? No, we, we're actually season ticket holders. I've oh. been... 2009 was my first year having season tickets, but I've been going since a kid. I grew up a, a diehard Saints fan from my dad, so had no choice, and I'm passing it down to my kids. Awesome. Well, Adam, that's awesome so, you're doing that to have that experience because uh, you can kind of act a fool. You could yell and scream, and nobody thinks you're crazy. Uh, you know, when you had a right. Saints game, if you, uh, you know, just cheering. It's one of, I think we, uh, this goes back to, I don't know, the Roman Coliseum and how we, whether it was the chariot race or whatever they were watching or gladiators. I think we just tend to like uh, sports. I think as Americans, uh, good or bad, I think we like controlled violence. Uh, you know, now uh, they try to legislate that. I mean, I don't know. Everybody gets excited about a hard hit. Eh, how can that be a penalty? Uh, you know, it's just part of football the way it is. But I, I think that's why. Football's not going anywhere, and and how you're trying to spread it around. Look, they're even going to have future games in Brazil. Uh, if you look like expanding, right? 
well, uh, England, now Germany. You can see in Barcelona and Spain. Uh, I was talking to Doug Thornton uh, coming into the Dome. Uh, there's so many damn Chinese. Uh, you can even see games watching the future in Hong Kong. Uh, what? Because uh, c- of the market. I mean, you have to look at how, and then you look at all, like, even uh, the African countries and how, no, it's truly global. How are you going to be international? Now, you got to keep uh, the home folks uh, still happy as far as how many games. But as far as when you're trying to spread the product, I mean, that's why, like, Mexico City, Brazil, and you go play, like, you know, we Tokyo, Japan, uh, you do all that. No, the NFL is going to continuously grow because you have to look at uh, from a, 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 a social media standpoint, not so much like a traditional like TV, but just the exposure exposure on social media around the world. want to thank Adam and Leo for the call. And Leo, hope it's the first of many Saints game for you in the, in the Superdome. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Full start on Steve. We are back on the Ciroc Point after here on the Ultra Premium Vodka Ciroc. I want to pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves on that Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Getting back into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line right after this. Cajun Cannon want to do our Diamond in the Rough performance of the game presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Cajun Cannon, who is your Diamond in the Rough at today's performance? Well, uh, I can't give it. uh, I thought it was his best game in a Saints uniform. Uh, Brian Brzee. Uh, you know, the draft pick. Uh, you know, he had a sack and a half coming into the game. Uh, he ended up with a couple of sacks. So now uh, three and a half sacks for the season. He also had two quarterback hurries, a tackle for loss. But you're a first-round draft pick. You're not a diamond in the rough. <laughs> you should be doing that. So good that he did that. But uh, you know a diamond in the rough? And I was like, come on, we need him because um, he's part of the rotation. We need him to step up. Tano... Passing you. Hello. Showed up big today. I mean, uh, big time, uh, Steve. And uh, by him having this kind of game, uh, for sure, you know, you get up in age and, uh, you know, when you look at, okay, when you're a veteran and you're trying to play and how do you last, double digits and all that, you know, this is seventh year. He's 29 years of age, so he'll be 30. Well, you have the uh, next year, so you have these kind of games. Yeah, you extend your NFL career, and they'll part, they want you part of that uh, rotation. Look at Passanio. He came into the game uh, with uh, 11 tackles on the season, uh, a, a sack, uh, half a sack to his credit. He had uh, one tackle for loss at uh, one quarterback hurry and a pass defendant. Well, today he was second in uh, total tackles with six, tied with Alante Taylor and Pete Werner. Uh, but you look at, Steve, six tackles, two and a half sacks, four quarterback hurries, and two tackles for a loss. So, again, he came into the game with a half a sack, so now he's had three sacks. Well, he actually, uh, they changed credit, and he actually was credited with a full sack. So, so three? Three sacks on the day, total three. So, uh, yeah, take that one away from Zach Vaughn, I guess. So he had three total sacks. That's it even makes it better as a diamond in the rough. And uh, looking at he had uh, one tackle for loss coming to the game. Uh, well, today he had two. So now he has three total. You look at quarterback hurries. 
whoever was blocking him, <laughs> uh, they obviously wasn't blocking him. So now he has nine. He came into the game with five quarterback carries. He had four three, now nine. So uh, Tano Passanio, truly a diamond in the rough. And, and, and part of that rotation, again, because you need those kind of players who you invest in. Like I said, he's a seven-year veteran. He's a monster of a man. He's like 6'7", uh, 290. And uh, when you think about it, we originally he's a free agent that came over from the Chiefs. Right. From the Kansas City Chiefs in 2021. And he's from uh, the same school as a, 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 a pregame commentator on Fox, uh, Howie Long. So where did Howie Long go to school? Nova. Villanova. So uh, that, that has to be the two most famous Villanova players. They even dropped football. I think they brought it back. Right. So, yeah, Howie Long and Tano Passanio from Villanova. That's a Philly school, right, Steve? Yes, sir. Is that Philly? That's yeah. why I, was, I knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you back with more of the uh, – Ciroc point after, right after this. Uh, Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Stay tuned for more right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who dat? Welcome back into the Ciroc point after. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to get back to all our great who dats that have been hanging on. Jimmy and Gretna, what you got after today's matchup, Jimmy? Hey, man. How y'all doing? Feeling good. Hey, 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 Jimmy, I I think Tommy DeVito came back to earth a little bit today. What do you think? I think so, brother. I think so. Hey, look, listen. It was a great day. Look, the Pelicans just beat the Spurs. That's four in a row for the guys next door at the arena. They torched them. Uh, big, yeah, they torched the Spurs after the Spurs finally broke their uh, streak of losing to the Lakers. And, and you look, we had everything play out. The Saints won. DeVito came down to earth, like Bobby said. And uh, we got the Falcons to lose. And like, like Bobby said, you know, anything can happen in the NFL. All those guys are professionals. Right, they're playing to feed their families, and they're playing to put that good tape out there, you know. And um, you, you never know who's watching. So yeah, every every anything could happen on Sundays, and uh, it, it was great, you know. And look, it, it was we were, we were due for that. I think we have a lot to play for, and and the season's wide open now. We're not we're not tanking for nothing. And uh, but you know, the look, tank, gotta, oh, oh, okay, okay, Jimmy, you know why? Like you're saying, we're not tanking for nothing. I said mm-hmm. this. Because we've been on winning streaks. I've been part of teams where we've won nine games in a row. We all know Drew Brees has won nine games in a row. Hell, he's won 13 in a row. Uh, and I said this in the pregame. If the Saints win each of their final four games, so we won two in a row. So now we got to win three more. They're guaranteed. It's not an opinion. They're guaranteed a playoff spot. Yeah. So uh, and, and, Bobby, and, Bobby, let me finish with this, and I'm going to hang up and listen okay. to y'all's correspondence. Look, Derek Carr, I'm going to get credit where credit's due here. Game of the day, game of the year for him, player of the game, whatever you want to call it. Derek Carr, he right. earned his money. The Without big a contract. doubt. He's been, on, he's been under a microscope, Bobby. He's been under a microscope for all that money. Well, and, that comes uh, in the position. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he delivered a and, big and, time. And, and you know what? He, he protected the ball. He didn't throw it into a window that wasn't there. And that's what I was most impressed about. So congratulations to him. Well, uh, and you know what? Uh, I think he, he would say that he even could have played better. Uh, let, let me tell you, that there was a play. I, I think it was kind of to kick off um, uh, the third quarter, the second half. Carter Bowden, I go, man, it was like a I don't know, bad low pass, whatever, and then Bowden ended up dropping it. But nobody was even around them. 
I don't know if you hit him in stride, about a gash, a chunk play, he would have scored. Not only did we not complete the ball, it was like incompletion. So, I mean, uh, even Derek Carr would tell you, no, I, I, listen, I was unbelievably efficient, 23 <laughs> or 28. I'm telling you, he probably could have been about 26 of 28 and probably hovering around 300 yards with about four touchdowns and no picks and maybe have a, a, almost like a perfect quarterback rating. But uh, I, I tell you what, uh, you know what I'm so proud of, Jimmy, and all the Huda Nation out there is that finally you got to throw a bone to the home folks. You got to have this kind of game in the dome, in the season Superdome. Okay, what game up until today did we have at home like this? We haven't. We haven't. Okay, we crushed the Patriots in New England, shut them out. I thought we were impressive in their dome, the Colts. I was going to say, yeah, beat up the Colts in Indy. And the Colts are legit, but at home, we haven't had this kind of game. Come on. That's why you got to take care of that don't feel advantage and truly where the fans are a factor and you're forcing a false starts and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm telling you, we got to take we, – we've been road warriors. I said this since 2017. You know the only team – now, I'd have to investigate more with this season. I love that this stat too just because everyone's like, the Saints are a dome team. They can't win outside. Uh, uh, okay, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Six seasons prior to this season. <laughs> hmm. the, uh, you know who had the second best road record behind the Kansas City World Champ Chiefs? Tell them, Cannon. The freaking New Orleans Saints. That's right. We were road warriors, so that's why we can go to L.A. Uh, does L.A. have a home field advantage? They don't even care about the Rams. Why are we going to go there and take over the stadium? Hopefully that'll be the case. And then uh, uh, what's going to happen after that? Okay, you take care of business, you have a mini buy. Then we're going to take over Tampa Bay. LSU's coming to town. I still call it the Outback Bowl. I don't know what they even call it, all, all the different sponsorships. Uh, yeah, but in Tampa. Uh, and then they're going to be in uh, a double Tampa dip. Tampa takeover, love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got double dip, LSU, Wisconsin. Then you're going to have the Saints, Tampa Bay. And then we're truly going to have, or we're going to show Atlanta what's a real dome. Uh, when they come that last game, and we take care of business, and we in the postseason. Who that? Line them up on the Ciroc Point after. We'll be back with even more after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Rolling along here on the Ciroc Point after following a Saints 24-6 victory over the New York Giants. New Orleans now 7-7 seven and seven on the season. But Cajun Cannon, what's bugging you about today's game? As brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. Is there anything in this W that's been bugging you? Well, again, I'm not nitpicking, uh, but this is just a consistency that you have to have in all phases. You know, you want to stop the run. You want to be able to run the football. Uh, We were outstanding, again, stopping the run. I thought uh, containing Saquon Barkley, uh, but we didn't run the ball. No, we have not been able to run the ball. Uh, Jamal Williams, uh, we get him, uh, not only get beat in a pass protection, uh, come on. Uh, if you got a pass protect, you got to be like a lineman. But then he only had um, uh, 24 yards. Now, a three-point average, it wasn't four-point. You don't think it makes a difference. Okay, he had eight opportunities. If he'd had 32 yards versus 24, it makes all the difference in the world. I thought Alvin did his job 4.1, but 
But as a team coming into the game, uh, we were not like uh, 4.2, 4.5 yards uh, a game. No, today, if we had, if you'd have told me we had uh, 28 rushing attempts, how are we going to have over 100 yards? Considering that the Giants were not a good run defense. Okay, again, it's not an opinion. The Giants were giving up uh, 135 yards a game, which was 29th in the National Football League, where we get 87. If you'd have told me we have uh, 28 rushing attempts, we're going to have probably at least 110 yards, I, I would guess, uh, but not, not, not 87. Uh, we, we averaged 3.1 yards a carry. And I thought, I think if I can recall when this run happened, I have to look at my notes. I think it might have been in the third quarter when Alvin Kamara did have a 15-yard gain. I said, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, the long of the day. So uh, the long of the day. So now I think we're going to turn it around. Uh, but that's what was bugging me, how to complement what we did in the efficiency in the passing game and how accurate uh, Derek Carr was. Uh, we still can't run the ball. I still think uh, – I know Alvin Kamara knows how to run. Come on. Uh, I think Taysom Hill overall. Uh, Jamal Williams, I mean, he's ran in the past. I don't know about in a Saints uniform. Uh, but I don't know if we have a good enough, to tell you the truth. And I, and I would challenge them uh, to close out the season. I don't know if we have a good uh, enough run-blocking offensive line. I'm just keeping it real. I'm not hating on nobody. Uh, but right now, uh, uh, I, I haven't looked at uh, what the Rams have done against the run. But I know the Giants were not good against the run, and we could not run against them. So you might say, well, um, uh, look at the ebb and flow of the game. Ebb and flow in the game, we're freaking winning. <laughs> That's when you want to be able to run whatever and, and, and kick them when they're down. But, no, uh, that, that was discouraging. Uh, if I'm going to look at uh, what's bugging me is that we didn't run more efficient uh, with 28 carries and only 87 yards rushing. Hopefully Cajun Cannon and the Giants' main game plan was stopping the Saints run and daring, I guess, maybe Derek Carr to hopefully beat them like we would think our game plan was against them going into the matchup. And you know what? Yeah. Derek Carr ended up coming through, obviously. Hey, yeah. No, you know, it's a chess match. And, sure. Uh, right. Remember when they were calling timeouts back and forth? Uh, <laughs> or like, okay, well, what play is on? Oh, what defense are we going to be in? What offensive set are we going to be on? And you go back and forth because you want the right defense or the right play against a particular defense to have success. But you even look like Taysom Hill. This was not a Taysom Hill uh, game, obviously. Coming off the injury, you're a foot in the hand. Taysom Hill had two touches for five yards. Okay, he had uh, the one carry, got one yard. I thought when he bounced it, if he'd have cut it back instead of trying to go outside, that would have been a more than a one-yard gain. Now, here I am trying to tell Taysom Hill how to run. I think that would have been about a six, maybe seven-yard gain and end up catching uh, one pass for four yards. Uh, but this is why Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. He had one pass. Attempt on the day, Katie one pass attempt, and then they uh, said no more yard. after okay. that throw. So all you Taysom Hill fans who want him to be purely a quarterback, all you have to do is somebody will save this and just look at this one pass play when Taysom Hill's throwing a forward pass, and how the receiver on the sideline is wide ass open. I'm not talking about a little bit open. There ain't even nobody in the area code zip code. 
you hit him, they're running for 30 yards plus. I don't know. He throws it not a mile over his head, but about 10 yards or whatever. And, again, I'm telling you, that's why Taysom Hill can't play quarterback. Every every down, when you want him to throw 25, 30 times, because he is not accurate enough. Okay, so everyone that wants to challenge me, there's a lot of female fans that love Taysom Hill. Bobby, why don't he play quarterback all the time? And I tell him, well, he's not good enough, or he's not, he doesn't, he's not an accurate enough passer. Now, he's an unbelievable football player. He can block punts. Uh, he can run the ball, catch the ball. He can throw a pass now and then, but he's not an accurate enough passer. Just look at that one play. That, that, that something will show you why Taysom Hill in his career in NFL will never be a pure quarterback because of that one throw. Cajun Cannon, want to get into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. All the callers waiting on the line. See Rayman on the North Show. Wanted to talk about big number 80. What you want to say, Rayman? Hey, first of all, guys, uh, Merry Christmas. And it happened to get to you, uh, Steve and Bobby. Thank all you, right, Rayman. Ray you too. Uh, yeah, uh, happy, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Rayman. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. And number two, Pete Carmichael and Dylan Sandler, what in the devil they been playing Jimmy Graham? That was if he got that. I, I don't understand that, brother. Well, 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 you have to look at it, uh, Rayman. Uh, now you have to look at it going forward. Now, I don't okay. know if they'd ever admit that we should have played them more in September and October and all that. Right. But you have to look at where we're at right now and how he's uh, uh, going to be utilized. Uh, I think I got this right. Uh, I mean, and I think they know now because I've had Dennis Allen and said, yeah, we're aware of that. He will be utilized more. He's had seven targets, six receptions, and four touchdowns. So, uh, I mean, uh, just by that, he should be part of it. And when he looks, uh, when he's out there, he looks, he doesn't look like an old man. No, it, it, it looks a like big target, brother. Yeah, big target. Uh, the it's size, target. A, 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 and not only red zone. I'm talking about uh, midfield, whatever. You, you, you utilize them on an entire drive, or whatever. There you now, go. Uh, now, and, uh, run blocking might not be his greatest asset, but at times. So what if he can't run block? I like him as a target. I think the one play, Steve. Uh, I think. Uh, was this the Lions game? No, when the Lions game, uh, the Carolina game, that third down pass that Derek Carr hit Jimmy Graham, and it was significant. The game was still close. You look at that small window. That was like Drew Brees, like that Derek Carr to Jimmy Graham, that pass, and yeah. Jimmy snagged that. That's kind of like an alley oop. Coincidentally, he said only a one other tight end has gone up that high for a ball for him, and that was Darren Waller, who was in the building today. No, like contested catch. I'm like, uh, now nah, we were so spoiled. <laughs> oh, Drew Brees and, and Jimmy Graham, they did that like uh, same like four or five times a game. It was like I know he wasn't open. Now Drew's, oh, you throw him open, or what happened? But that's why it shows me that Jimmy Graham still has something left in the tank on that one play, Derek Carter, Jimmy Graham, in that Panthers game. Because that was a significant third down to help us get the momentum to win that game and close it out. 
Speaking about Derek Carr, when we get back from the break, we'll hear what QB1 had to say after the big 24-6 win over the Giants. Back with more of the Ciroc Point after after we take this break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Rocking here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to get into Derek Carr's post-game interview, which is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Here's what Carr had to say after the Saints 24-6 win over the Giants. Do you feel like this was kind of what you thought of the season started? Yeah, yeah, something we've, uh, you know, this game was really split, you know, um, on targets and, you know, we're the guys that their number being called and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we knew with, you know, with, with 12 down, you know, that it was going to be a game where everyone was going to have to contribute, you know, because he, you know, he's, he's one of our best players. And um, I always say it's hard to replace a guy like that, but, you know, everyone else's workload gets, you know, bumped up a little bit when you're missing somebody. So with 12 being out, really proud of the guys that stepped up. It was a lot of hard work, you know, extra throws with those, with the newer guys. And like I said, after the game, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but, you know, we were, you know, guys were making catches, guys were running their routes, the, the, the efficiency and the timing. And when we needed them to be there, they were there. And, um, you know, this, this is what I dreamed of, you know, and, and I know a lot of teams want the, you know, a lot of people want the stats for one guy and all that kind of stuff. But I've always felt that the best football teams always spread it out, um, and whoever could have a big day, you know, whoever can have the touchdowns, but that's good for the team. Derek, how important was it to have a? This is what it can look like. This is what it can feel like. Game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have talked about not not having one of those for four quarters mm-hmm. for most of the year. How important was it to to have one of those as evidence? Yeah, uh, I just I felt it was just the validation of the positivity that we've been bringing. You know, I, I know at times it's been frustrating. You know, I'm so positive and this kind of stuff. It's because what we we don't just show up on Sunday, see each other, and like, hey, let's play a game together. You know, there's a lot of work that we've been putting in, and we're trying to get better. We, you know, the last three weeks in the red zone we've, have been so much better. Today, going 50% on third down against that defense, that's improvement. You know, and um, we all wanted it immediately. It didn't happen that way, and like I said, this is what we've earned, and um, you know we we've been improving, and this was kind of that validation of the positivity that we felt, you know, you felt maybe from some of our guys. Carl, you often deflect uh, attention away from yourself, but how does this kind of a game feel for you personally, and what does that stack for you so far in continuing the games? Yeah, it felt good. It, it did, you know, because you always want to put your best foot forward, you know, whether no matter what you do in football, you know, whether you're writing a story, you always want to put your best stuff out there. And uh, I'm sure you all have written some and you're like, oh, wow, how was I thinking there? You know, like I, I've thrown some passes like, gosh, dang, what am I thinking there? We're human. It's going to happen. But whenever you just keep working and, you know, the hard work, it pays off and you have a day like that as a team and as an offense, it, it just it makes you happy because I told you, man, I just want to win here. You know, that's all I want to do. You know, I got I say it all the time, I got enough yards and touchdowns for a lifetime. I'm thankful for it all. Don't that's not why I'm here. I just want to win these games and to see how we won today, everyone involved, everyone making plays when we needed them. That that's that's the thing that feels good for me. Um, you know, because there's a lot of hard work and, you know, things that go on behind the scenes that I'm just really proud of today. How good was the protection overall, would you say? It's unbelievable. It's tough to do against this team, too. Um, 
I told you I'd, I'd be tired after this one. It, it gives you a headache. The the amount of different personnel groups, the pressures, the you know the checks that you have to make, and you know there was a lot of that going on in the game. And uh, you know Rams down, Lance stepping in. You know Max is going to the the jumbo spot. You know there was so many moving parts, um, and I'm just really proud of those guys. You know they they did a fantastic job, and. I had a feeling that they were going to have a good day. You could you could just feel that energy. You could feel that from them, and um, and and there was no fights today, so that was a good thing too. What did you see on the uh, second touchdown? Pass, particularly Javon pop right open. Yeah, they're playing like a little, and what they would call invert, and um, you know the the safety. You know, I tried to pump and look him, uh, you know, over to Rashid. Obviously, Rashid's a fast guy. Um, and it was great design by RC and Pete um, by putting that route on there because they knew that we'd have a hole there. Um, and it, it literally happened. It, very rarely does it happen in the game just like it does in practice. That was one that was pretty similar. And, uh, you know, was happy about that play. I'm sure Gruden is watching that one somewhere. Slow go seam. He's probably fired up about that one. I'm sure I got a text from him for that one. Yeah, because of the, the positivity you put out there, I mean, it feels like you remain confident and, and – Brushed up a lot of the stuff, but I mean, what, the last few weeks was there people you were turning to for advice or encouragement about well, I, that stretch? I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, a lot of the former Saints players, when we had that practice, the little Saturday walkthrough, and they were here, everybody was here. So many guys came up to me and just put their arm around me, like, "We see what you're about. We know what you're. Man, keep going. We're proud of you. Keep going. You're gonna be great." Archie texts me every, you know, every week. Keep going. You're doing great, man. Go get them. You know. Uh, and, you know, had encouragement. You know, Peyton a few weeks back sent me a text. And you know, just, just different guys that, you know, you just get relationships with somehow, some way. And, um, you know, I got a good support group around me. I, you know, I, I make sure I got warriors, prayer warriors around me, you know. And, you know, I, that's how I've always been. That's how I'll always be. Because, you know, when you surround yourself with the right people and the right voices, um, you know, they remind you who you are. Cause it's easy life. We all know we've had hard times and good times, and you can feel too good about yourself, and sometimes you can feel too down about yourself too. It's good to have those people around you to remind you what you're capable of every day. And so, um, you know, the word today from Demario was noise. You know, block it out and be the noise. You know, and so I just thought it was perfect for our team today. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm always positive. You know, and it, it, sometimes people get annoyed with it, but I'm I'm gonna be that way for the rest of my life. I. I much rather live that way than the other way. It's harder getting up in the morning when you live the other way. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned the red zone just earlier and just how it's gotten better the last few weeks. What have you guys found down there? Is it just that extra work itself? Like what's yeah. kind of been the keys to that? Yeah, I thought, I thought um, you know, I really thought when it wasn't going well, there was a lot of times where we had good plays, you know, the, and we'd have a holding or, um, you know, we had the Atlanta game where we turned it over twice down there, you know, uncharacteristic of us. And so it was kind of like this storm that kind of hit us and we're like, man, we're, we know we're doing the work. We know we have good design. Um, and then and then D.A. and Pete and everybody, they, they you know, we spent a little bit extra time on it throughout the week in, in certain areas and fit it in in certain ways. And I think that's helped. I, I do. When you, whenever you emphasize something um, and you work hard at it and everyone buys in, it usually gets better. And so um, we're proud of that. And, you know, we, we want to continue to improve that. You know, we want to get more down there. You know, we want to get, uh, you know, touchdowns every time. I think in the last three weeks we've missed one touchdown. But, you know, those are the ones that keep you hungry for all of them. And so... 
um, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge this week on a short week to, to be able to fit all that work in, but we got to keep doing it because it's working for us right now. Is that improvement this late in the season proof that you can still peak in December? You know, I know a lot of people yeah. look at it and they're like, man, it's December, it's not going to change, but like, is that, is that evidence that like a team can keep getting better this late in the year? Absolutely, especially with, you know, we had so many, you know, you got a new quarterback coming in you know, sees things one way, you got a different system and you got to merge the two. And we try, we tried our best to do it as fast as possible. We had moments where like, oh, wow, like they can be explosive or we can do this or do that. But, you know, we've shown the last couple of weeks, like we can mirror some things and continually get better. And so, you know, you know, I talked about with Mickey all the time. He's like, it's not going to happen right away. It's going to take time. We're going to keep building. And so far, we've been able to prove that that's true. We can keep getting better. Um, and hopefully, we continue to maintain the things we're doing well. And there'll be three or four things our coaches give us for this week that we can do better from what just happened. And we keep working on that. And so it's all about the process. And, you know, you know, it's tough sometimes. Uh, it's hard. Uh, but we believe that we're getting better, and we believe that we can continue to be better, too. You said Peyton Sean Peyton? No, no, I'm sorry. Peyton uh, Manning. Peyton Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it was a few weeks back, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looked like today you guys wanted to take some shots against this defense, mm -hmm. and they just weren't there. So yeah. um, just can you speak on taking what was available to you today and just having a really kind of efficient Yeah, and that's 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 the – this NFL now today, you know, that people don't just line up in a certain coverage and let you run. No matter who's on the field, let you run whatever you want, you know. And, um, you know, they know, you know, when certain guys, they know when certain guys are on the field, um, what you're trying to do, and you try and chess piece that with, you know, getting a look over the middle and intermediate and short and, um, you know, and it's it's chess piece move, movements all the time. And so, you know, for us today, yeah, we had a couple times where we tried to, you know, we wanted to hit some big plays. You know, that we thought we could hit. Uh, we were we were we were able to hit a couple of them, but we didn't get to throw all of them. You know, and that's where Pete. You know, he he has trusted me and RC trusted me to make sure I just don't force those things and make the right decision if it does have to get checked down and all those things. And that's why we have a guy like AK. You know, you got a guy like Foster who's really good at catching the ball and those play actions and getting north and south and uh, Juwan and Taysom and all these guys. So. Um, yeah, we tried for sure. We, if if they were there, I would have thrown all of them, you know. Um, but it was it was good by our guys being where they needed to be when it wasn't there, so we could have that throw too. You, you did get the tight end involved a lot. Was that matchup specific, or is that something you've been pushing to do? Yeah, I think it just fell that way this week. Um, you know, obviously, you know, with 12 being out, um, you know, uh, other guys' roles, like I said, in increase. And we got some good players in that room, and, and they're healthy, and uh, as can be right now. And that's that was an emphasis for us is, you know, with him being out, how can we, you know, involve everybody? And I yeah, I really think it was a master masterful job by, by Pete. You know, NRC just, you know, spreading spreading that out, you know, and putting guys in positions um, to do some things where the defense thinks they're doing one, you do another, you know. And I, I just thought they did a fantastic job of including everybody because I told you, like, if you, any receivers or tight ends come up to me, I'm going to point them right back to RC and Pete. Like, go talk to them because I'm going to read these plays out, you know. And uh, our guys have been great, and everyone made their plays when they were called on today.
That was Saints quarterback Derek Carr's post-game interview brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Want to hear from all you hoodads on that Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line? Sound off, 504-260-1870. Coming back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to get right into our phone calls? Got Aaron in Gulfport on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. What you got for us today, Aaron? Hey guys, I hope you guys had a great day like me and my buddies did. It's been a it's been an experience. This is my second ever a live Saints game I got to go to. Congrats. That's awesome. Uh, that was a good game you, uh that you got had an opportunity to witness. Yes, sir. Uh one of, one of the things I wanted to point out, I know we have to factor in that the strength of the opponents, but for the second week in a row, there's one player that's standing out on the defensive side of the ball, and that's linebacker Zach Bond. Now, you guys may know a little bit about Zach Bond. He's a former outside linebacker pass rusher coming out of Wisconsin, finally getting a chance to replace Cam Jordan on the right side as a as a situational pass rusher. He's been, he's been wrecking shop, and it took him about – 13, 14 weeks for them to finally use him the way he was meant to be used, but he's making the most out of his opportunities, and I I, I want to get your thoughts. Like, Why did it right. take so long for them to finally get Zach Bond in, in an area where he's well, most comfortable? Uh, well, I, I can tell you why, Aaron. Uh, he's kind of undersized. Uh, to play him every down, uh, then teams will run at him more. Uh, now, uh, he was an unbelievable pass rusher. Uh, that That uh, what he was able to accomplish at Wisconsin. And I think uh, that's still his wheelhouse. Whether you want to utilize him off the ball in coverage, and he thought uh, the Saints thought maybe they could exploit that. But you look at Zach Bond, he's now uh, 26 years of age. He's uh, uh, going to, it's, it's his fourth season. You know, we drafted him in the third round in 2020. And I, I think we've kind of mismanaged him because we have not played to his strengths. And what I mean by that, you have to, uh, what's his wheelhouse? Okay, getting after the opposing quarterback. Coming into the game, he had a sack, uh, three tackles for loss, uh, two quarterback hurries. Now, he did have, uh, you know what I'm still, uh, you might remember this, Aaron. Remember he made a great play, intercepted a ball against the Texans. Remember what he did after that? Remember when he fumbled? He fumbled it. Uh, he fumbled, I'm fumbled like, it. what? I mean, don't do that. How about you just catch it and fall down? So he had a, a pass defending, but I think he's more as a pass rusher. Now, my understanding, he was credited with a half a sack, but I think they might have given Passanio uh, three sacks. Correct. So not a half a sack, but he had two tackles. He had a quarterback hurry. I just think his technique and bigger tackles, uh, not necessarily uh, like a bull rush, but different moves, how you could beat your opponent to get after the opposing quarterback, to get off his spot and make him hurry up his throw. I think Zach Bond needs to be part of that, whether it's against Matthew Stafford and the Rams, Baker Mayfield going forward to close out the season. No, Zach Bond needs to be part of the pass rush. I absolutely agree. The, the common issue that we've been talking about since the start of the season is this defensive line is is just old, like in terms of age wise. They're they're going up against mobile quarterbacks that know how to use their creativity, use their legs, and uh, their pocket presence. You know, to buy time. You know, get find open guys. They can't. They they they're always just a step a step or two behind. Zach Bond. So far, he's been able to you know kind of close that gap a little without bit. Without a doubt. Now, uh, without a doubt. He's in the final year of his deal. 
I'm so I'm looking at this. I know this is not even close to Trey Henderson, but this is reminding me a little bit of what Caden Ellis did last year before he signed his deal to go with Atlanta. Oh no, you got to slow your roll now. You have to slow your roll. He's not. Uh, I know. I said uh, yeah. similar. I said similar. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah you have to say uh, somewhat similar. I don't even think um, Pete Warner's as good as Caden Ellis. Uh, you know, Pete Warner. Uh, now we want him to work out. He ended up having six tackles today. Uh, but uh, you look, you look where he was drafted. Look at Pete Warner and where we drafted him compared to Kate Nellis. You want your draft picks to work out. Pete Warner was a second round pick in twenty twenty uh, twenty one. Uh, now, but uh, the, the, can you say that Pete Warner's uh, better than Kate Nellis? I would say no. Now it does matter what you pay a player and what you have invested in them and how they're going to contribute. Now, the one player, uh, Aaron, I think, uh, you know who showed up today? And when you look at where we drafted him, and you might say, okay, when is he truly going to have an impact? Brian Brzee. Uh, Look at the rookie. We drafted him in the first round. Today he was outstanding. I think he needs to work better uh, to be an every-down interior lineman against the run. But he can affect the opposing quarterback. Definitely. If you look at today, he had three total tackles. He had two sacks, a quarterback hurry, uh, 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 two quarterback hurries, and two tackles for a loss. And if you look at coming in the game, I don't know if he learned this from Cam Jordan, but he had six passes defended. You know, if you can't get to the quarterback, get that big paw up there and knock it down. So I think Brian Brzee was a good choice. Now... If you look at where we at right now, how is he going to contribute in the future? Because he had a significant injury, whether it's bad luck, however you want to describe it. Okay, uh, Peyton Turner. Okay, isn't Peyton Turner? He's trying to come back. Right. Okay, uh, and I hope he comes back. But look where he was drafted, and uh, we'll be hoping he's going to produce. Now I don't know if he's. They're not giving up on him. Uh, after, that would be more like 2024. Okay, enough's enough. Uh, but they're not giving up on Peyton Turner. But uh, could he maybe on the back end, all of a sudden he's practicing, he's ahead of schedule. Can Peyton Tur- Turner maybe have like a passing your kind of game? What? He played the last game against Atlanta, or you made him active in the postseason, and he got a couple of sacks or a couple of quarterback uh, hurries. Definitely fresh. Yeah, fresh. <laughs> and then because Peyton Turner was having an outstanding training camp. And you can see where, why they drafted him number one. Eh, he's like Marcus Davenport. He's freaking hurt. He's hurt. I mean, and then out of sight, out of mind. It's always something, unfortunately, yeah, then, with Turner. Then you forget about him. And then you know who we focus on? Uh, a lot of the Huda Nation, a lot of fans. Who do we focus on because uh, we didn't pay him and he went somewhere else? Trey, oh, Henderson. Trey Henderson, who we got to see play yesterday. Yes, it's Trey Henderson. So it's kind of like, I don't know. The one that got away, everyone looks at. Yes, the one that got away. Now, if they didn't get away, as long as they produce overall like Cam Jordan, uh, then you're all right. It's when they don't produce and they're always inactive, never available. That's what happened with Davenport. And so far with Peyton Turner. Yeah, he's the Vikings' problem now. No, no, exactly. <laughs> but, but that's why, okay, enough. Right. But then Peyton Turner 
is it, like it, right it, it, Davenport two point oh unfortunately and wanting to see okay, we want to give you a chance. Can you somehow stay healthy? Because we know you have the ability and contribute on the high end. Because we need you know, you need to pass the torch. Because when you look at a guy like Passanio, all of a sudden, uh, what if we had a young guy, and what I mean by young, like a young, I don't know, uh, under 25. Yeah, I was even going to go 26-year-old. Yeah, and contribute at that level. Because uh, you look at Passanio, he's going to be like 30 years old, eight-year veteran, and he has three sacks. That's when you want to have those younger cats that are five, six years young or whatever, whoa, they're contributing at that level? That's what they want Peyton Turner to do. I don't know if he's going to do it, but that's what the Saints hope he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Cajun Cannon. Obviously, he is now back in the mix, coming off injured reserve. Will he be uh, able to get back into the flow for Thursday night football no, against no, the Rams? Are you th- I, you no. thinking more of the no, Tampa no. Bay uh, Buccaneers uh, game? I'm thinking more because uh, uh, just because they get you back into practice and you're ahead of schedule. You have to get game ready, I know. Uh, I'm thinking more to close out the season against Atlanta. Or uh, us in the postseason. Hey, bro, what are you talking about? Already postseason. So no, not no. even 16 against the Bucks, you would think? No, I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm just thinking just because, uh, okay, you back in the fold and you start practicing right, and you all that. you got to go through conditioning still, yeah, too, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would think more to close out the season. But think about uh, Atlanta coming to town the last game. What if Payne Turner would play and he gets a couple of sacks in the game? What? We said, oh, oh. Ritter. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, you're looking forward to, oh, boy, he kind of looked, uh, came back and he's ready to contribute. I don't know what happened in the postseason if we end that mix. But look, next year, then you're optimistic, looking forward to the future, well, how he can contribute. What a day, Houdat Nation. Saints win. Tampa Bay loses. The Pelicans win. And we got the Dallas Cowgirls going down hard right Getting now to the spanked. Buffalo Bills, which Getting I know the spanked. Cajun Cannon loves. We'll no. be back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this on the Community no, Coffee Saints Radio cold. Network. It's too cold in Buffalo. <laughs> Going to take a pause right now for 10 seconds. Let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to thank all the great Houdat Nation for your calls today after this Saints 24-6 victory here in the Caesars Superdome. Getting ready now for Thursday night football coming up next against the L.A. Rams. We're going to go to one last caller, Mike. Mike on the line, you got the last say this evening. What you got? How's it going, Bobby? Diehard Saints fan here. All right. Uh, Just uh, I am telling you I've been a diehard fan when Tim Moore used to run me off from trailers over there at practices. Okay, yeah, no, right there, run you off of the trailers at David Drive, okay. David Drive, yes. I used to hang out over there and watch <laughs> out practice, and he would run me off. But a first happened today for me, and I, I've been carrying around signs for years, even when you decided to play like an airplane in the middle of the, the football field. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good or bad, I've always been there. The last 30 years, I've only missed one home game. My son is 14 years old. My daughter's 10 years old. They've never missed a game in their complete life. Okay. I tell you this because let me tell you how sensitive the NFL became today. So after that bad call, I've carried signs to the game all the time, left and right. We made a sign, a poster board sign that said, "Hey NFL, uh, part-time refs equal bad calls. Hey full-time refs equals integrity." Please. Within ten minutes, the security came up to our section. Now. 
mind you, we're not holding this up in front of people. We're in the first row right. of our section. They came up and threw a fit about us having a sign. You can't bring signs to the game. You, this is wrong. This that, That's a know. bunch of BS. Said, you can't bring signs to the we game. We didn't have well, signs to hate. Well, we well, didn't have signs to hate to anything. My well, son was holding the sign. Well, well, the whole thing, you're not blocking any uh, view of a fan. And like you said, where you were. And it wasn't offensive or uh, vulgar. No, it wasn't offensive or vulgar. And that is true. All the money involved in the National Football League, you need to have full-time officials. Uh, bottom line. Now you get graded, and if you're not uh, up to the grade, then you got to go, and we'll get somebody else. But uh, to have part-time officials and they're constantly being graded, uh, I'm with you, Mike. Uh, that's something that if you're going to take that next step, you need to have full-time officials. Hear more of the Cajun Cannon tomorrow on the second guest show with Mike Dettelier. But for now, say goodnight to the Houdat Nation, Bobby. All right, bon nuit, Good night, people. Go, Saints! Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.